Hi everyone and welcome to episode 111 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys, although I must say that oh, my worlds are colliding. 111, Vault 111 from Fallout 4. Oh gosh, no. What are you doing? Yeah. Ta- that's the wrong show. I know, but it's episode 111 and I'm I know. just stuck on Yes, Fallout, Fallout 4 came out. Lauren's been playing it a lot. Yeah. I'm sure many of you have been playing it as well and uh, probably loving it too. Yeah. It's I when Western it RPGs and JRPGs combine. It's like one of the games in a long time that I've had to just literally take the disc out of the um, console and put it back on the shelf because otherwise I'll just not have any life at all. No. It was all Fallout. Worth it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. worth it. Definitely. So um, we're actually going to try and have a slightly shorter show today. I say that now, <laughs> but that may not happen. But um, obviously, Lauren is actually due today when you're listening to this show. Yeah. So I'm going to try and edit this up pretty quickly in case it happens before you're listening to the show. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, we've actually got three segments for you, but we're going to bash through two of them quite quickly. Uh, the first segment is actually we're going to do a kind of what if segment about Final Fantasy X Part 3. So we're going to, Laura and I are going to take the mic mm. and we're going to talk about what our scenario would be for a 10 part three. And we have very differing scenarios. So we're going to drop the mic then. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully you guys find that interesting. Then we're going to go on to the news. So we're going to talk about the whole Moogle situation with Final Fantasy 15. Yes. We're going to talk about a certain Smash Brothers announcement. And we're going to be talking about City Arcade, which is coming out. It's pretty much out now, right? Well, uh, November 26th. So yeah, this week. Yeah, so that's going to be out very soon. Then we have our question segment at the end. If you're listening for the first time, or if you are listening for, you've been listening for a long time and you enjoy the show, please do rate and review us on iTunes. We very much appreciate it. And we love all the support you guys give us. Yes. Um, but if you are listening feels. for the first time, just a reminder that Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. It runs on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday. So Kingdom Hearts Union comes out in the interim, and we come out on iTunes, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. So before we go on, I've got some Patreon shout-outs. So we've got Michael Graham and Tiger Crane. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you, guys. If you guys listen and you really enjoy what we do, uh, you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. Yes, definitely do. So on to our first topic of the show, Ooh. Final Fantasy Ten Part 3. We actually Quite spoke exciting. about this a bit on a previous episode, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, you always cut me off. Oh, do well now. Now you have <laughs> now your chance speak. to shine. So, well, hopefully not for too long. But I will try to speak my best. Yes. So, um, this was actually uh, we've spoken about it before, but it was actually rumored a very long time ago when Final Fantasy X Part Two was announced, and people believed that that at that time it was going to be the first, not only the first sequel, but the first trilogy, which has since now happened with the Lightning franchise. The rumors then started surfacing again, of course, when the Ten and Ten Two HD remake came out, the remaster. Especially because of the um, the two extensions to the story that that yeah. came out of it, so you had the novel the and obviously the audio book that kind of came with the game. And Kataze was obviously asked about this, uh, and he was kind of a bit he he, he tried to be polite about it, but I think when in the end he kind of just said we're not planning it, and that was about April last year, so he just kind of shot it down. Which I guess is fair enough. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, like, you, you think about, like, the remake, they were just like, yeah, well, man, yeah. 
Yeah, Final Fantasy VII. It's like, yeah, okay, well. Yeah. So at least now we know that if Square Enix sounds lukewarm about something, typically that means that they might be planning something in the future. But if they're saying flat out no, then that typically means flat out no. It's quite funny, actually, because in the same interview, the guy who directed the original Dissidia, they asked him whether he was interested in making another one. And he was just like yeah <laughs> and obviously that was announced earlier this year yeah right? they're not very good at keeping secrets are they <laughs> so uh yeah whenever uh, square enix is doesn't flatly deny anything it's pretty much in the works they're yeah. thinking about it um so yeah actually this topic was also recommended by uh sora 96 on twitter so shout out to him for uh suggesting we cover it in a bit more depth but uh i'm now gonna hand over to lauren <laughs> and we're gonna discuss her scenario for a final fantasy 10 part three all right, so I've always sort of um, been gung-ho about this, but I really love boys' like sort of journeys, which is why Final Fantasy fifteen is going to be like epic for me. I just, I don't know. I just, it, maybe it's just because I want to be one of the guys. All through school, most of my friends were guys, and I just, um, yeah, boys' journeys just. We do have make amazing road so trips. Happy. Like it, it just does. That's no offense to girls at all. I mean, I am a girl, but like just bro trips awesome so my ideal final fantasy 10 part 3 is braska Aaron, and jack so i'm just quietly laughing there at the bro trips yes a bro trip <laughs> a bro trip oh my god i am so such a fan of bro trips but yeah so um i think that if there was a prequel game to final fantasy 10 where it just featured the adventures between Braska, Oren, and Jack, I think that that would just be absolutely epic. I mean, granted, we'll already know sort of what happens, but granted, we already know what happened with Crisis Core. So obviously, yeah, I mean, people that weren't really kind that of upset set a with premise it. for it, didn't it? Because yeah. Crisis Core we knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. And in, with uh, with th- uh, 10 Part 3, we would again know the finale, but it's that journey up to that point exactly. that makes it the experience worthwhile. It's why people can watch things like Romeo and Juliet over and over and over again. If you can really engage the audience and make the audience almost forget what the fate of the characters are, then, you know, you, you've you done a, a really good job. And I think that they could definitely do that with this. I think that the story is there. Um, the humor is there because Aaron will just get so freaking fed up with Jack all the time, and Jack will be pulling the stupidest crap, like when he got drunk and stabbed a shoe buff. Um, and then also, like it's the fact that Titus, although he's you know going through his journey like by himself and that sort of thing, Jack is the one who did it first. And Jack is completely alone. There is nobody who really knows where he's from. Yuna had a sort of inkling with Titus. Like she sort of, she already kind of had that experience with Jack. I don't know. We obviously don't know how much time she got with Jack, but like she already kind of believed Titus's story. Whereas Jack came over and like literally nothing, no help for Spira. I think he was actually in jail when they. Yeah, go and find. I him. think that would be interesting as well because obviously Titus had Aaron on his side, and exactly, and a lot of it was the beginning parts of the game were people just trying to help him because yeah. they felt sorry for him. Like Wacker kind of takes him in because he's like, "Oh well, we'll take you to the Blitzball tournament." You probably have the um, sins toxin, yeah, isn't and I, it? all that stuff. Whereas, um, and I think it was after Luca, they that's when they decided to take him on as a guardian, and Aaron's just like, "Yeah," because they kind of ask him to 
like make the measure don't they yeah because he knows titus they're just like okay well maybe he's not so bad yeah whereas in uh jack's case yeah he literally knew no one and oren was definitely not his biggest fan no no even though oren was like not not really um uh uh a good role model, no. I guess. Because he was like, didn't he leave like a priestess? Um, uh, he was supposed to be married, so he ran away from this girl. And we found out now that he's got a daughter. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Uh, Chuami or whatever. But like, yeah, <laughs> it would just be, I, I just think it would be so much fun and such a great story. And I think Braska is a pretty uh, like decent character as well. I think he seems really strong. And yeah, and it would just end with Oren making his way back to Bavel and finding Kamari and telling him to take care of Yuna. And that would be where it would end. And, and they I could probably awesome. build more on uh, the whole Titus and Jack relationship too, because mm. if they had, obviously within that one, we had the flashbacks to Titus's past. Yeah. But this one, I'm sure they could have flashbacks to Jack's past and kind of what made him before he came to the new Spira. It would also be interesting to actually be able to see the final summoning. Because that's the thing. We never have seen what it's like when the Guardian goes and becomes Sin. Like, what happens? We know that it happens in the Calm Lands, doesn't it? But we never actually know what and, the ceremony is. And we and we think about um, when you see that Oren flashback where he fights Unaleska and just gets beaten. Yeah. Imagine how he would have, how he was after like the final summoning happened. He, yeah, because he knew exactly what was going to take place. Yeah, and obviously he got beaten down by Unaleska, but he was obviously still around. Uh, and I think that would have been an extremely emotional time for him to see what was happening to Jack and Braska, these two people who he's spent all of his life with. And suddenly both of them are gone and he's the one that's left. And that's the thing as well. Like, how is it, how does it feel to be the only one left of the three? Like, that is just such a burden. But then he makes a promise, doesn't he, to go see Titus. But yes, that that would be my ideal hands down X3. I would love to hear a story. He's just like the ultimate uncle. Yeah, he is. He gets uncle of the year. <laughs> it's not <laughs> only Titus, it's Yuna as well. Yeah. I know, yeah, because, yeah, he basically takes in Yuna. He's like their daddy winkle. He's their new daddy winkle. But, yeah, yeah, that's mine. So, Daryl's. No, we've still got more on yours. I want to hear more. Yeah. What more? Well, like, do you think it would work with a three-man cast? I think Or do you think they should would want to bring more people in? They did it with three girls. They can do it with three guys. I, um, the only thing that will be interesting, though, is that, like, there won't be the sense of, um, of outcasts, really, in this one, because they don't go against Yevon. Yeah, right? I guess even in, in 10, obviously, there were parts where they were cast out because they were going against the beliefs. Yeah. And in 10 too, there were also the people that weren't too happy because of what was going on in Yuna's past and everything. Yeah. And in this one, from what we see of the past, Braska was very much a, by the book. Yeah. Everything, keep everyone happy, everyone safe. But I'm sure there must have been stuff along the way. Oh, there must have been. And then also, I mean, the whole thing with, um, with, uh, oh, what's his name? Cause they the could even... Guado, the Guado, uh, dad. Jiskel. Uh, Jiskel. I'm guessing that was probably going on at the same time. And I was going to say, um, like Lulu and Waka would have probably been around maybe. Because obviously, like Lulu yeah. has been a guardian for a she long time. Been, but she would have been really young. Cause I don't know, because Oren was only three. Oren's what like mid 30s mm. and i think lulu's supposed to be late 20s mm. or maybe she's early 20s 
Yeah. So she might have been like a little kid. It would be cute to see them as well. Because is, is it uh, Duke, Zook or someone? Like yeah, the, Zook. The failed summoners because she's one of her summoners. She's been a guardian like three or four times, hasn't she? Yeah. And one of them, like two of them died. Cause one, one of them... Of them I don't know if it up. was like one of them died or I think Zook was the one who gave up because you see him in the Calm Lands and then the one that gets um, killed the in the one um, in oh that's so creepy Jimbo's cabin yeah. yeah that's so creepy and it'd be also interesting just to see who else is who else is summoning at that time as well because they could open up to um, sub characters oh, what's her name Shil- no not Shalinda she's the journalist Bel- Belgamine yeah because obviously she would have been around because mm. she was unsent yeah yeah she could have been she could have been during that one. I wonder, would the thing, uh, well, there's obviously Keenock. Um, I don't know what he would have been doing at that time, he but was, he was close he was with Oren's friend, yeah. So there would probably be more story there as far as, uh, Keenock goes. And, um, yeah, it'd be really, it'd be really, really interesting to see where they would go with that because there's just a lot of avenues that they can explore and that would just be a really interesting story. Even though, like, again it's it's essentially the same as final fantasy 10 going on a pilgrimage but it's just it was the same concept but it would be completely different with his execution exactly exactly and i think it would be really interesting um and it would also be lovely to see uh jack's sort of evolution because at at first you know he's he's quite sort of offish it's it would be very similar to titus but yeah but more in a more extreme way yeah and like seeing how he feels at the end, like I wonder if Titus was probably one of the last people he thought about right before he became. Yeah, sin. because I'd imagine you'd get to see how much he started to miss Titus yeah. and his family while he was over there, yeah. and kind of what that did to him. And then obviously Brasca and Aaron, they became his new family. And that's the thing as well. I mean, like, what would would Jack have seen? Would Jack have seen Titus's mom in the far plane? That would probably be too early, wouldn't it? Or maybe mm. not. I don't know. But he might have done. Because um, obviously Titus does. And I mean, yeah, because Sanarkin's been dead for however many years. And so, yeah, he would have seen that as well. And he probably, that would, probably would have upset him extremely. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's, that's my X3. So it's time to move on to my Ooh. version of Final Fantasy X Part 3. I'm going for a very different approach. It was actually one of the original uh, rumors that was that came out. When ten part three was um, was spoken about around ten part two, and that was that they were going to do a third game about Riku. Now I know Riku's not everyone's cup of tea, <laughs> but she does actually have a very fervent fan base, I believe. And I think yeah. even with her, she's a very interesting character in the first game because she she's I don't know she's kind of like that the goofy character. She's like the Yuffie. She's the selfie. Yeah. She's of that role, um, except Bubbly. she's also very serious. So she's the one that calls Wacker up on his crap. <laughs> and she's the one that stands up for Yuna. And she's the one that sticks up for Titus. She's a very strong character, actually, even though she's very calm and quirky. She has very emotional moments. And I think people often don't see that side of her because they, they see how she's portrayed in 10 Part 2 as this like bubbly, cheerful person. But you know, she's a very vulnerable person, too. And I think I would, have re- I would really like to see how it would have worked if we did a third game. Obviously, Uni would be around, but she probably wouldn't be part of the main cast anymore. Mm. Um, we'd have Pain, I would imagine, still being around. And then we'd have... I, I think that the focus would be then on the Albed. And maybe, it, again, it could be a prequel, but it could also be a sequel to Ten Two, where the Albed are trying to kind of find their way. Or, I don't know, I I always felt like the Albed kind of got... 
they never really got explored that much, especially in the first game. They were kind of this um, secondary race, kind of like the Guado, where we get bits of them. We f- we feel they're evil, and then they're not evil, and then we go to um, the desert and we see Sid and we see everything that they're having to deal with. Um, but it's still kind of a small part of the game. You never yeah. really get to fully embrace with the Albed. And we don't know much, like, even though they had, like, a big part in 10, we don't know much about them. No. So I think it would be really interesting to to have more of a focus on the Albed so that we could learn about, you know, where did they come from? Mm. Like, where did they suddenly appear from? Because essentially in 10, even though they're still human, they're treated as a different race. Yeah. And from, all I can, from what I can tell, okay, they've got dodgy eyes. <laughs> but I mean, where did that? Come, where did the where did yeah. the weird eyes start coming from? Yeah. And the fact that they dress completely in completely different ways because most of them don't show their faces. Most of them have masks on or something like that. And it's only the the kind of named characters that they made not have masks. So yeah, because Riku the first time yeah she's wearing masks. They they deface her so that you can see. They don't deface her. They, they take the mask off <laughs> yeah. so that you can see what she looks like. Same with Sid as well. Like he's he's got a clear face and, and brother too. But like Shinra is is very masked up, and a lot of them are that way. So it'd be quite interesting to learn more about the Albeds, the Albed culture, because they seem like a very um, mythical. They they're, they're, although um, Waka is very uh, derogatory towards them. They seem like they have a lot of spirituality about what they do and why they do and what they believe. And it, it's just that instead of it being based around strange concepts like Yuyevan and mm. all the gods, it's more about based around the um, spirituality of the machines and how much of a close connection they have with the machines instead. They seem very grounded as people. They seem like everybody else seems sort of up in the clouds, don't they? But the Albed are very much... No, this is fact. This is what's happening. Especially since, like, they're the only ones that stuck up for the summoners. Like, these summoners were getting sacrificed and nobody was doing anything about that except for the Albed. The Albed were just like, uh, no, let's not kill people. Let's actually let them live and try and fight sin and try and kill sin instead of focusing on this stupid ritual. Um, they're basically heretics. Yeah. In, in their world, they're the yeah. heretics. But it is a shame, though, because, like, um, as you were saying, like, in 10, and, uh, yeah, like, a lot of my opinion of Riku kind of evolved from 10-2 as well, because they, they do, in a way, they cheapen her character significantly in 10-2, because yeah. in 10, yeah, there's a lot of emotional moments and a lot of things that, a lot of crap that she has to go through. I mean, you think that one scene um, when she tries to attack them, yeah. and Titus, he knows, mm. he, he knows who it was. Mm-hmm. And Lulu and Yuna and Riku have... Oh, actually, no, does Titus doesn't know, does he? Or is he completely oblivious? I can't no, remember. No, he, does. he, he does. does. Well, he ends up... Because he sees her, doesn't he? They get undressed, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds really yeah. raunchy. <laughs> yeah, because no one else is there at that point, are they? No. And he's just like, well, have you just been trying to beat the crap out of us? And then yeah. she's just like... Oh. And then, um, obviously, they have the discussion about whether she's going to join them. Wacker's against it. But Yuna and Lulu have their girl talk... And, uh, you know, there's oh, but that. But Walker isn't against it. I oh, no, because he doesn't realize, does he? Yeah, no, he doesn't realize. No, he's he's just like, oh, yeah, the more the merrier. And then um, I thought there was Oren like a whole. was a bit like. There's that girl talk. The girl have... talk was about. Um, the girl talk was about the fact that she's all bad. The girl talk was because um, Titus has his whole. She's an all bad. Which is really like 
over the top and you're just kind of like uh yeah if waka doesn't know he's a total idiot and waka doesn't know um <laughs> just because uh just or do his let me see your eyes yeah 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 which is really creepy as well and a lot of people think that him and her should have gotten together as well there's there's a lot of a lot of orin riku smut sugar daddy oh yeah um but i do i do think that riku would be a strong character especially for well she is a strong character but for her own game and i think actually in the international um in the last mission um mm-hmm. She's actually quite busy as well, which I think would be cool. Like, what what kind of game do you think it would be? Do you think that she'd be, that it'd be mission-based? Or do you think that she'd be, like, running around with the Gullwings still? Because that's essentially what she's, what she is. She's, like, um... She's, she's a treasure still, hunter. She's still, like, a Gullwing. She's just doing a lot of work for a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's weird, but I could see it being a similar premise to Ten Two. Because ultimately, obviously, Ten Two is about stopping Shuyin, but ultimately, it's about stopping Vegnagun. Yeah. Um, and they have to do it without all the magic and all of that stuff. So I can imagine it being that kind of game, but obviously, she'd be a lot older. So like a more grounded, down to earth Riku. Yeah. Who I guess yeah, because Ten Two, she was very preppy and oh, she was so, so hyper. upbeat. She had way too many hyper. Red Bulls, that girl. So I don't know. I... Who do you think would be in the party? So I think Pain would be because Pain was a good foil for her. Mm. I think because um, they those two found each other before Yuna, right? Or was it, how did I think so? I'm not entirely sure because they I kind of Yuna didn't did. want to get involved until they found that sphere. Yeah, yeah, Yuna didn't. Well, yeah, uh, Riku comes by and she's just like, "Hey, you want to hang out with me?" And then like the sort of similar cycle happens because at the end of the last mission, Pain is writing a book um, about their adventures or something, and. Um, Riku is still asking Yuna, do you want to go on adventures? And Yuna's just like, no, I just want to stay at home and I just want to be with Titus. And Riku's just like, oh, for crying out loud. Cause I, yeah, because I think that would probably be it. That it's it's a similar premise as well to um, the extension to, to 10, mm. where Yuna's kind of retired. Like she's kind of done with it all. Whereas Riku, she always had that thirst for, like, to look to stand up for what was right yeah and i could imagine that let's say that the alliance between um nuge gipple and barrelai breaks down for some reason or you know let's say that it, it's sin that has come back and maybe it's the albed who are the ones that try that actually are, are the driving force behind saving spirit this time yeah yeah no i think that would be really cool yeah, like, how are they going to, um, because that was the whole thing. I know you don't like the novels, but, um, like, the far plane is, has become so unstable that that's part of the reason why Sin comes back, because somebody inside of it, like, summons Sin again. Um, it would be interesting to see how they would, how they would be able to come up with a way to stop Sin, or if I mean, people it, would be more accepting of them this time. Or it could be the other way around, and I know a lot of people didn't like Final Fantasy Thirteen for that reason, but it could be that... You know, they have, they decide that they have to, the Albed are the ones that can really save them. Cause they, they almost did, like, when on the beach battle, they almost defeated Sin at that time. Obviously, mm. they didn't, but, yeah. um, they got very close. And it could be if the fact that this kind of brings back old blood. If Sin comes back, maybe people start looking at the Albed again and saying, you know, it's because we've been using technology and we've become too complacent and we mm. need to repent and all this stuff. And then the Albed go back into their kind of thing and, and Riku and Pain are, let's say, like the ambassadors and envoys of the Albed trying to 
show that actually no that's not the case and and we can do this and we can beat them and maybe they could have vidana um, oh vidina yeah yeah vaka and lulu's uh kids it'd be interesting to see what people what people what Yuna and Riku's relationship would be. Because obviously, if we're going along with the um, novelization slash audio drama, Yuna's gone back to Yevon. Uh, well, new Yevon. Yeah. And, like, that has to cause some kind of tension between her and Riku. Maybe that would be one of the things whereby a lot of the people are calling for action against the Albed and, and mm. it's it's difficult on Yuna and she she's kind of a, a peacemaker mm. and that's why she maybe that's why she can't help them no i think it would i think it would be a cool concept and i think yeah exploring the albed more would be would be really awesome because there's so many of them and they really only scratch the surface of of the albed and the fact that they like are nomads essentially and don't have a home as well because yeah, like, it got blown up yeah and um no, I think I think the Albed are definitely. That was really cold, cold Lawrence, because their home is called home. I know, <laughs> but it would be them. It would be them trying to find a home as well. Maybe they could live underwater. They probably could. <laughs> well, there was that one that tried to go above water, wasn't it? And then they were just like, "Nope, it didn't actually work." Because that's when they're on the shoe puff. Mm-hmm. They see the underwater city, and they're just like, "Yeah, they were dumb. Oops." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I think I think an Albed-based Final Fantasy X game would be pretty cool. Okay, well, I think that's pretty much it for our Final Fantasy X 3 segment. Mm-hmm. We're now going to dive into some news. So the first story <laughs> we have is about the Final Fantasy XV Moogle vote. Mooglegate! Oh, man, this was, uh, this was crazy. Uh. So... Um, Obviously, when Tabata announced that Moogles weren't going to be in the game, there's a little bit of upcry, upcry, outcry, uproar. Um, but that's not the first time. No. You know, um, Stella being cut was a big deal. Um, we also had the Cindy Gate as well. Like, there's been Gilgamesh. Yeah, there's been quite a few things over the last year that have caused a lot of fans to kind of, well, not a lot, but I'd say parts of the fan base to get unhappy and complain. Why Moogles were were the thing where suddenly they were like, actually, yeah, you know what, guys, we're gonna. I know. I would have. I actually. I probably would have voted if it was about Gil- Gilgamesh. To be honest, if they were saying like, you know, Gilgamesh DLC, uh, do you want us to add Gilgamesh DLC? I probably would have been right on that. Like, but that's yes, slightly Gilgamesh. different because it's DLC. It's true. Yeah, but it's it, true. like, so I didn't necessarily have an issue with um, what was what was taking place. I mean, I thought it was a bit stupid, but it was the way it happened. Yeah. So um, they kind of said, "Okay, right, fans want it." Blah 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 blah. Square Enix Japan literally put up a poll on Twitter that said, "Do you want Moogles in a Final Fantasy game?" Well, of course, most people are going to say yes. Because they might not even be aware that the controversies even happening. They weren't in Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah. Like you know, you had what like uh, in, with the American and Japanese votes combined, you had probably what like seventy, eighty, ninety thousand votes. Um, most like I would say a decent chunk of those people don't follow the news avidly. No. They probably weren't even aware of the situation regarding Moogles or the active time reports. Like yeah, and no, they just saw true. the question: Do you want Moogles in the game? Yes, yes, we yes, do. Yes, yes, we do. You know, there are even uh, instances where people were creating multiple Twitter accounts to vote. Like, Petitions. it was a big deal for people for some <laughs> reason. Um, I mean, Moogles are, haven't been in a lot of games. It was just a bit strange. 
the whole thing and then okay so i mean i wrote an article about it saying that i thought it was a really bad move because especially after how strong they'd been in in, in previous instances with um with how they tackled things but then it it showed a systematic pattern of oh we want underwater battles well maybe we'll put them in yeah. oh we want airships well maybe we'll put them <clears> in and then it was kind of like gilgamesh well you know well he's not going to be in there but we'll put someone else in instead and then yeah. you know with the moogles it's kind of like yeah well okay but then because they this time they did the poll i was thinking well okay so if they then do it people the expectation is now raised because you've asked for feedback <laughs> you've got feedback now and then what did Tava to say it was like okay well they're going to be put in the game but it's only going to be one of them it's not really going to say anything and it's just we're going to put it in as a little bit of fun yeah it's like well could you not have just done that anyway yeah without the need for this stupid like pr marketing stunt just, poll thing uh, or... it was an awful pr stunt by them like they really 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 screwed up with this like yeah um because what what would have happened if they said if they if people had said no as well like what would have happened if the majority was no oh well guys we we decided we already put a moogle in and it doesn't talk yeah it was it was so strange <sighs> i mean like if they're going to put it in in such an insignificant way, the the thing that grates me about this is that Tabata, when he said there were no moves, he said it was because it didn't fit with the world or the story he was trying to create. So that's why they cut them out. Because Moogles were planned to be in the game. Nomura had already announced them numerous times. They were going to be Moogles in the same theme as the Type Zero Moogles. So clearly Nomura thought they could fit in this world. Tabata disagreed. He actively cut them from the game. To then two months later say, actually, if you want them, we'll put them back in. Yeah. It shows a real degree of weakness and it it made me a little bit uncertain. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I've been like one of Tabata's like huge supporters throughout this whole thing. Like I've been giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I really do think that this was a massive faux pas by them. Just, yeah, it, it shows that they are very weak and like, it's, it's just, you know, I have nothing against Moogles. Like I think Moogles are great, but... I have a thing about integrity, and I think that, you know, if you're going to tell a story, tell a story that you want to tell, and, you know, us fans will make up our minds whether or not we like the story that you're telling. Yeah, it's like, you know, Moogles didn't have an active role in Final Fantasy thirteen. No. But Toriyama didn't ever come around and say, Moogles aren't going to be in this game. He just released the game without Moogles in, exactly. and no one said boo. No. No one even said anything even about the fact that there were no Moogles. either. Like, 10, Moogle was only... Um, Lulu carried a Moogle with her. That was her That was her uh, weapon for a small portion of the game. was a Moogle. And, and if anything, now they start adding, they start adding Moogles in 10-2 and Lightning Returns and Type-0. They have more active roles in those games. And people hate the way they speak. Yeah. Because they made them too cutesy. Oh, they have been so many complaints... Um, about, yeah, how they speak and that sort of thing. Uh, I did like them in Final Fantasy Type-0, I must say. I thought that they were very cute. But, yeah, if if this guy who's writing, who's taken over for Final Fantasy fifteen, is saying they don't fit in the world, we have no clue what world they're trying to create. Like, who? what What are we to say what's best for the game? You know, this is this is the director. He's the yeah. one who knows everything about it. If you ask fans it. anything that they want in the game that's that's a staple of the franchise, they're going to say, sure. It'd be like, okay, do you want uh, music in the game? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah that'd be a really yeah, good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want... Summons. Yeah, do you want summons? Yeah. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, do you want Ifrit? Do you want Shiva? Do you want sure, Ramit? Do you want sure, Braham? Sure. Like, yes, the list yes, could go yes. on and on and on and on. They could ask so many questions about what you want in the game. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> that if it's synonymous with Final Fantasy, which a lot of things are, yeah. people will say yes. <laughs> They'll start asking, do you want a Pip-Boy in the game? <laughs> do you want this in the game? Do you want Mass Effect costumes? <laughs> I know, so random. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so, uh, anyways. We're trying to bash through the news here. Yeah, that was a little definitely. bit too long of a bit of a soapbox there. Oops. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> right. The next story is uh, going to be a really quick one, but we're going to tell you a little bit of a story. So uh, it's that Cloud Strife is now coming to Smash Brothers. Which is crazy. And uh, we were actually going to bed when this was announced. So oh my gosh, thank yeah. you very much, Nintendo Direct, for doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it actually exploded. We yeah, lit- we were literally about to turn our computers off, go to bed, and because um, we didn't think there was going to be really any stuff in the Nintendo yeah, Direct no. about that kind of stuff. I don't think anybody was really expecting that, <laughs> to no. be fair. Um, and then, yeah, it started exploding on Twitter and everything. And, and I think initially people thought it was a joke. Yeah. Yeah. People were just like, is this legitimate? And we're just like, yep. But yeah. So Cloud is going to be in Smash Brothers as the um, Final Fantasy representative. And uh, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. It looks yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, I I honestly, like, I haven't really played Smash Brothers since, like, forever ago. And... I honestly am sort of thinking now, once Cloud comes out, I might get it because I really do like love the fact that... Their marketing tactic has worked. I know, their marketing tactics, no. Um, But the fact that like, I mean, he's, they're so playing on it. Like there's that scene with him and Zelda, with him and the flowers and him riding on Link's ship and um the little chocobos as well. Like, oh yeah, I'm I'm eating all of that up. He's going to still worry his motorbike. Oh my gosh, I just think it's so cool. And yeah, no, I I am definitely looking forward to it. And I also want to see Kirby as, as Yes, no, that is the thing cloud. that everyone is saying. Kirby with a buster sword oh. and the spiky hair. Yes. That's going to be amazing. It's going to be so cute. But yeah. I think it's also quite interesting because it's um, you know, I'd say part of the steel is obviously it's been a massive announcement. Um, very interesting way of marketing the Final Fantasy 7 remake without actually talking about it. Mm, it's true because um it's not no one's talking about the remake but no. cloud strife's going to be there front and center they're using his original final fantasy 7 costume mm. so and the one it's a very similar design to the one the remake right the other thing is is that in uh the sense about um amiibos as well because everybody's starting to think now they're going to come out with cloud amiibos it wouldn't surprise me uh i think they're doing a re-release of the cloud play arts as well right yeah i saw um so yeah Cla- they're, they're subtly marketing final yes. fantasy 7 remake they are making cloud very without, very popular without actually talking about it uh well, which is quite interesting popular, yeah um so our final news story is actually not really a news story as such but it's that square enix have seriously started the hype train for oh the city arcade even though we're not getting it yet yeah no um well, so it's, many it's, trailers. it's square enix japan yeah, Square Enix Japan. It looks so cool, and I'm really just so sad that they're not like saying anything about it being on console or anything at the moment. Um, obviously, we'll have a year of it being exclusive in Japan. Everybody's been asking me if they've had any announcements, if there have been any announcements on consoles. No, there has not. There hopefully will be at some point, because, I mean... The arcade cabinet is a freaking PS4 controller. Yeah, it's built on the PS4. It's built on a PS4. It has to come on consoles at some point, I would have thought. It it blatantly will. It's just whether or not we will see it. Exactly. Which I would like to think we will. 
I think so. Um, but yeah. Um, but so if you want anything. to um, be sure to go and check out the YouTube channel of the Farm Fantasy Union YouTube channel, we're posting up all the different character spotlights and you can mm. see some of the different worlds. So we've got, um, I think some of the, the, the new um, concepts for the cat, like Squall looked really cool. Yeah, he does. And I really like Zidane as well. And Shantoto is so Shantoto looked awesome. Um, the um, stages that they've announced Besaid so far. looked awesome. Yeah, Besaid looks they, awesome. They basically, I mean, some of the other worlds I'm not too keen on because they look kind of just made up. Mm. Whereas the Besaid, uh, they basically have perfectly recreated the entire beach. It's really cool. And it cool. looks amazing. Um, the other ones are uh, Narsh. Um, there's a Final Fantasy V one. There's Cornelia from Final Fantasy One. And um, Midgar. Midgar, of course, um, it's going to be in it. Um, Jinx. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, they. It does. It does look like a lot of fun, and I am so jealous of everybody in Japan who gets to play it on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. You jerks. No. <laughs> but it does. It does look really cool. Okay. Well, that's the end of our news segment. Um, we are now going to go on to questions. Yay! So the first question we have is from Joseph here, who asks. On that theme of the city, what Final Fantasy uh, stage? Sorry, what Final Fantasy would you like to appear as a stage in Dissidia? Oh, um, huh. Well, I don't know. Like for um, Final Fantasy Eight, I guess I would love to see a stage from that. But in terms of where I would want it to be, I I would guess it would have to be um, in the fields um, near Adia's old house where Yuna, or sorry, what do I say? Renoa and Squall meet up in the end, you know, when they make the promise that they'll meet, that they'll meet each other there again. I think that would be a pretty cool thing. It's like a field. Um, although it might look a bit too much like Cornelia, but I think it would, it would really work for that. I was just that. thinking, oh, it's impossible, but like the, the Galbadia, the, the the garden battle scene would be yeah i know awesome. i was actually thinking that but i was just like that would be a bit complicated hmm. but that would be really uh, cool i mean you could do potentially do the inside of Balam garden mm. as a stage somehow uh or like inside Ultima Sia's castle would would be a pretty i think wasn't that the one that they used in the previous year i think they might have done possibly um yeah like where you fight omega weapon yeah that area that'd be pretty cool um it is kind of a cop-out that they're doing midgar for final fantasy 7 there's probably a lot of other places that they could do. Um, I think it's just yeah, it's, it's just Midgar, Midgar, isn't it? It's very easy, recognizable. Yeah, because they have the reactors in the background. That's all you need. Yeah. Uh, what would I think? Hmm. What would I want to see? <laughs> I think well, the sage some... is pretty cool, so that's already in there. Yeah. Um, there's some places in like um, Final Fantasy 13 that would have been cool. The place with all the icicles. I forget what that was called. Yeah, it it kind of bugs me that the thirteen world is just the one they used from that original trailer, mm. like the one with the kind of beams, like the you know the, that is that semicircle thing mm. where it's like a I don't know a train passage or something. It's yeah. just what they had in that initial uh, demo cutscene thing for lightning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a bit unimaginative. Yeah, they could have done anything from thirteen. I mean, yeah, Gra- there's a lot again, of places. I guess Grand Pulse could it would have just looked quite similar. Yeah, again, but. But there's like a lot of other places. There was a lot of environments within Fall Fantasy Thirteen that they could have done. Um, there was a city that you're in where you um, uh, near the end of the game where you're fighting a bunch of the sort of army guys, military guys. Mm-hmm. Can't think of any of their names. <laughs> That's really bad. Um, but uh, 
There's also the beginning bit with Nora, like in the very beginning, like that area yep, would Sanctum. have been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think there are lots of different places they could have chosen for that one. Yeah. Um, they could have done it on Urba as well. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, Final Fantasy Nine. Um, you could do it in one of the cities. Yeah. So like uh, Alexandra or Limblum. Yeah. Clara actually would have been pretty cool because of all the wind. They could have had the wind as part of the or Limblum. Sorry. Um. Yeah, Limblum. No. What's the place where it rains all the time? Oh, uh, Burmesia. Burmesia, yeah. They could have had it there with the rain. That would have been pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, that would be sick, actually. That would be really cool. And that also makes me think, oh, I would love to have Freya in one of these games. She's just such a cool dragoon, but I know the dra- the token dragoon is... Um, it's Kane. Kane, which is just... Kane! Uh... <laughs> oh, well. Sorry, bad Star Trek yeah. reference. <laughs> um, all right, do you want to say this next question then, Lauren? I can. Um, Byron Omar asks, would you like to see more Final Fantasy characters in Smash Brothers? Again, with a the theme there, Lauren. I like mm. that. I like how we're tying this in with the news here. Uh, yes, yeah, I think that would be pretty awesome. Actually given uh if if it is a marketing ploy to have cloud in there sephiroth would be the perfect yeah, foil he would be wouldn't he i don't yeah. know if he's too evil though <laughs> well they do have ganon in there don't they yeah yeah they do and i mean like obviously wario and and waluigi yeah but wario is nice. like a token bad guy. he's not he's like a laughable bad guy it's true but they can be mean. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. No, Sephiroth. Sephiroth would be very, very on point. But yeah, you know that that would be weird though, because how would, they would have to find a way to make him silly. But then again, Samus isn't really that isn't really that silly. Like Samus is quite serious, isn't she? No, but her, st- her visual style is is yeah. more cartoony. Yeah, I think they can make it work. Other Final Fantasy characters. Um, well, I don't know if they can really feature anybody in any other game, but um, I know that. Some people have been saying about Zack and saying that there should be a special Zack skin. Yeah, that'd be quite good, actually. Yeah. That would probably be quite easy for them to do. Yeah, just tur- black hair. That's it. But yeah, no, I don't think... I don't know if a character from another game would necessarily work. Because I was thinking, no. like, could you have anyone from the 13 franchise? There just isn't anybody as popular as Cloud, yeah, cause really. Because the only one that, that might have mass appeal would be Lightning. Yeah. And everyone's sick and tired of Lightning. I know. I know. But people are still wanting her in Kingdom Hearts. It's true. But that's only because Cloud's already in. Yeah, and, and, and it's probably because <laughs> they're just thinking, oh, I guess Lightning's going to be in there. Yeah, probably. Um, but I mean, like, you know, I would I would love to see, like, Vivi in it. Like, I think Vivi would fit actually, really well. Vivi, the Nine cast would probably be all right, actually. Yeah. But again, it's, are they popular enough? I guess Vivi's probably the only one yeah. that has the, the broader and appeal. Cuddly. And I would love a, a Vivi amiibo as well. So cute. But it is also interesting that, like, Cloud is one of the only, like, well, um, one of the first Final Fantasy characters to not be on a Nintendo console, like, um, initially, like, all the other, uh, there's, you know, one through six, which were all on Nintendo consoles, weren't they? And then they chose the one that was not on a Nintendo console, which makes sense. It definitely makes sense, because Cloud is more hype-worthy than anybody from Final Fantasy one through six, but... It is just silly. Mm. Oh, well. Well, yeah, that's it for our questions. If you have questions for us, either tweet them at us, Facebook message, or you can email us or for anything podcast-related at uh, podcast at com. So we're now going to go on to our music segment, which is also Final Fantasy VII related. <laughs> um, and it's an arrangement of Oppressed People from mm-hmm. the Materia album that came out last month. And it's by Hernan Marandino. Yes, it's very funky, I like to say. So, it's outro time, Lauren. Yes. 
So the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is actually scheduled for the 5th of January. That's so crazy. Because uh, the next one would be technically coming on the 22nd of December, which is a bit close to Christmas. Mm. And uh, But we, we might try and see if we can do something special. Maybe we'll uh, grab the Kingdom Hearts Union guys. We can do a little roundtable or something. I thought maybe you were going to say we could grab the baby and just have her talk. Yeah. We'll just go, <laughs> no, she wouldn't be able to she do won't. that. Anymore. No, yeah. she'll just be able to grunt by then. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Final Fantasy? Poke. Poke until you gurgle or something. Yeah, so that would be... Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so um, we might try and do something for the 22nd of December. Um, but if not, then we'll be back next year in the 5th of January. And we're hoping to mix things up a little bit. Yeah, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you just go to iTunes and you type in Final Fantasy, we pretty much come up. So uh, do that. Or if you go on YouTube and uh, search for Final Fantasy Union, we'll come up to you. We've actually... The channel's grown quite a lot recently. Yeah. We're closing in very fast on 1,000 subscribers, and we also do lots of fun things on there. So every week we have a fun, fancy chat, which is a live chat with everyone. We just talk about stuff that's going on. And uh, so if you want to take part in that, feel free. It's at 5 o'clock GMT on Sundays. Uh, and, of course, you can catch every uh, other piece of news coverage at funoffancyunion.com. Whew. Yes. I should probably say about Patreon as well, shouldn't I? Yes, remember that you can support us at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. We do very much appreciate it. We do. We do a lot. And our voices go high pitch whenever we, we talk yes, about it. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, yes, uh, that's, that's it from us. Yep. So um, hopefully we'll see you in a month. But if not, we will see you next year. So have a good Christmas and everything. It's a bit early for that. Yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving hasn't even happened yet. Hey, uh, hey, come on. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, possibly the next time we talk to you, we'll have a kid. Yeah, well, we definitely will. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Not be that <laughs> she might stay up there. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways. Bye, guys. I'm Dara saying goodbye. This has been a Final Fantasy New.com production. <laughs>